What will the future of real estate look like? Is conventional real estate dying? Join us while we dive into conversations to explore that very question and attempt to demystify current and potentially new real estate trends with the disruptors themselves. All right, all right. Good morning, you guys. I'm so excited to connect with you both here on the first day of spring. So Al Krim and Craig, um, before we get into a little bit about Prapa, and I love the t-shirts, by the way, uh, (laughs) I would love if you both could just do a little bit of intro, um, who you are and where you were pre-Prapa. Okay. Uh, Al Krim, co-founder and CEO of Prapa. Um, I'll give you the fast version because I'd like to give the long version, but uh, born and raised in Calgary, <laughs> background in real estate, both in hospitality as well as my own rental portfolio, um, former consultant and most and private equity as well, um, and sort of lover of community. Oh, I like that. Okay. Over to you, Craig. That's a big, that's a hard act to follow there. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my name is Craig Adam, uh, co-founder and CTO of uh, Propra. Um, you know, I guess my story in the, the fast version is that I grew up writing software. I grew up at a keyboard. I've always been that tech guy. Um, prior to Propra, you know, I was, I was running tech teams, uh, hundreds of developers, um, and, you know, most famously uh, worked for Skip the Dishes, helping them kind of scale up their technical operations. Skip the what? Just kidding. Now I use them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So you guys seem like you are a very good marriage, a business marriage. Then if you have kind of like that business side and real estate side, meet tech side. So um, how did you guys meet and how did this relationship start, if you will? Which is the yeah. story. All right. Well, you know, for me, I had uh, I was working at Skip the Dishes, like I said, and it was a great time. I really loved the energy and the excitement of the startup. But of course, it moving to an enterprise, it had changed the, the energy changes, right? Uh, so I had uh, moved on from Skip the Dishes to another uh, organization where I was the head of software for a global IT firm. And the um it was it was when I was working there. I, I had some former colleagues reach out to me who um, you know used to work with me at Skip the Dishes. Now they'd moved on to something else where they were you know starting uh, looking for uh, people to join startups um, and to help found startups. Um, and so a friend reached out. And he's like, "Hey, if you know anybody that's looking for a you know, kind of startup CTO role, uh, let me know." And I'm like, "Hey, I'm kind of like a guy like that." Um, <laughs> hey, I am that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I joined up, I, and we um, they kind of uh, introduced me to Al Green. Um, and is that, this platform uh, Calgary? Sorry, are you referring to platform Calgary or no? No, it's just different. Okay. Builders okay. uh, and Craig's. I guess you work directly with Chris Samer. Yeah. And so Chris was sort of leader there. And um, yeah, we all got connected through Chris. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I love when people can meet kind of there's synergies out there, right? So I love when people or there's connectors out there that are so good at just knowing, hey, I know a guy or I know this gal that would make um, a really good addition to your group or your idea or your whatever. So I love hearing these type of stories. Um, so then you guys met, you've always liked each other. And then um, here we are now with Propra. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah. What so, is it? What? Yes. But I, I love how you said we, 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 we met, we got along. It was actually, we bonded over cheese pizza. Mm. Oh, oh geez. okay. Sorry. Where did you get your cheese pizza? And was it only cheese? It's typically only cheese. Formaggi mm-hmm. though. Is it the one from Una? It's a, that's one of our favorites. Right. That's the best. <laughs> Last night. 
about that. I mean, we tried, uh, we normally go to Una or Nick's. We tried Pizza Face last night. It was yeah. actually, their four cheese was very good. Yeah. They're a pop-up, right? They're only open certain, are they open all the time now? Um, mm. But I mean, Una's hands down favorite. Yeah. Bridgeland location. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right by Those guys are great. Yeah, I haven't been to the Bridgeland location, but the 17th one, great happy hour. I like to go there every now and then. So you can find me there, guys. <laughs> okay, bonding over cheese pizza, talking about tech and business and real estate. And, and let me go, let me rewind a little. What we learned really quickly as we started to explore the space. So I I had actually, while I was consulting, I had started to, um, I rented out my, my apartment and I thought this was kind of interesting um, because you know, they say it's passive income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, I found it really fun. And a friend of mine, a realtor said, Hey, I've got another unit very similar to yours. It was like a loft style in downtown Calgary. Do you want to buy it? So I said, yeah, let me, let me, um, let me. And so I started to scale this little rental portfolio. Mm-hmm. And what I quickly figured out was that um, it's not so passive. It's not. Right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, very hard. And when it rains, it pours. And so at one point I had a tenant Chantel, there was water pouring down from the above unit into the pantry. Um, and in the other unit, the tenant had broken the key in the door. Fantastic. Um, on the same day. And I was on a project, I think in Mexico City or something. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're stressed out enough at work in Mexico. And now you have to deal with all this exactly. stuff happening here in Calgary. Okay. And so this was interesting because. I knew there was a problem here because when you started talking to people about it, it was, it was really awkward, mm-hmm. but I didn't do anything with it until I met Craig and oh, that okay. started to learn about the space. And Craig always talked about the idea of bringing that modern experience of, you know, you can see your pizza. It's now in the oven. It's been boxed. It's in a car. It's Domino's. Driving, driving to- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Domino's is a tech company that just sells pizza. Right? Yeah. It's perfect. Um, and then it's at your door. And that experience, I mean, airlines have also figured this out. Now you get a text that says, you know, come to gate C50, you're flying to, I don't know, Vancouver, right? And so how do we do that in the resident and landlord space, right? Um, and so that was the idea, is how do we bring that modern technology forward? So Propra, we automate residential property management. Our thesis is how do we bring that modern technology to the to that resident and landlord relationship? And how do we, for the landlord or property manager, how do we ease the burden of that experience? How do we simplify it so that you can focus on growth or providing a better customer uh, or tenant experience? So I love, love this. Um, also have a few rental properties and I, boy, do I hear what you're saying when it rains of pours. I haven't yeah. had the actual water, the literal rain yet, <laughs> the water coming down, but it's such a pain in the butt. Um, so that brings me to a couple of questions. Um, does Propra serve short-term rentals and those pain points as well yet, or just the long-term rentals? And not just because, I mean, that is a whole can of worms there in, in and of itself. So that's a great question. Right now, we're focused on the typical, uh, you know, rental, typically the one-year rental, but, you know, mm-hmm. folks have used it for shorter or longer. Um, and we're really focused on key states, key steps in that process. So what does the, you know, documentation of your financials look like? So what does the accounting piece look like? Um, we've built a um, 
move in, move out inspection tool that's connected. Oh, perfect. Maintenance tool. So let's say you're doing a move in, move out inspection. You see some drywall damage, click of one button, it becomes a maintenance task. If we continue down that workflow, the maintenance task can be tracked. There's transparency with the tenant. Someone's in your unit. Someone's coming to your unit. There's a calendar invite. Um, the, the, you know, the work is completed. Hey, take a picture of that receipt from, I don't know, whatever, Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever. Uh, so you can track that cost directly to the unit. Um, so great. And, and there's a handful of uh, like application or, you know, leasing, the leasing mm -hmm. process. And how do we bring all of those pieces together, which is what we've built so far. And the next big thing is actually payments. Oh, fantastic. To collect rent. Exactly. Oh. And if you're a property manager, also to pay out the owner. Yes. Okay. That is terrific. So the, your target audience, if you will, say if it's me and I have a couple doors or a couple properties, am I too small? Is there a threshold? Do you have to be a licensed property manager? But how does that look like? Who are our stakeholders here that would be looking to, to use Propra? Currently, our, our typical customer is sort of north of 200 units. Um, and that's where we are right now. Mm -hmm. and what we figured out is there's a series of tools that you need at that sort of level. Totally. What we plan to do is launch self-onboarding tools so that we can serve folks like yourselves who have a couple mm -hmm. of units um, and who want to just, you know, use elements of the software um, and make it easier to run that little portfolio themselves. We've actually learned that 40 of those Canadians that own um, a second home or an apartment and, and for rentals, about 45% of them self-manage. And so that's a huge group of Canadians that we could help. Well. Totally. And I did see um, your proper has a pretty good size here in Western Canada and then Nova Scotia. Yeah. Well, we're growing fast. <laughs> so we're in six provinces already. Yeah. Um, and we're looking to continue to expand. Um, I mean, I think the team has done an amazing job of, of we figured out how to replicate by jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. um, and so, right, because there's different rules and regulations, right, per province, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes a huge difference, too, because, um, you know, we looked at kind of the options that are out there, and none of them have support for things like, I don't know, GST remittance, which is a big deal for Canadians. Uh, yes. It doesn't matter for non Canadians. And, and a lot of the, you know, kind of other software that you can get just isn't really kind of tailored to this specific market. Even things like in Saskatchewan, the rules around um, PST are a little different. And so like we we know about that and uh, have adapted the software to, to be smart around uh, Saskatchewan properties. Yeah, that that's really neat. And then, so you're gonna, you're planning to scale across the rest of Canada. And from what I understand, potentially um, all of North America, is that correct? You're gonna look into the States? That's the plan. Um, uh, we were fortunate to be included in a delegation by Alberta Innovates. And so mm -hmm. I went to South by Southwest in Austin uh, last week, actually. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Time is <laughs> time blurs uh, together. <laughs> um, it was great to hear that there were similar issues, right? That, you know, that some of the technology out there and, and less of, I'm not really about, you know, kind of incumbent bashing, but more about talking about how do we use technology to move forward quickly and change this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my favorite things that, that Craig has built is that when a maintenance task is scheduled, the tenant gets a calendar invite. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. So instead <laughs> of just thinking, hey, someone's coming. Yeah. When? And it, it cuts out a lot of those text messages like, hey, Amy, are you going to be home Tuesday at four? 
no seven. Okay. You know, or, and things always happen with your maintenance guy and they're delayed, or is there a way for the maintenance guy to provide updates? Kind of like that dominoes, like the maintenance guys on his way, maintenance guys out front of your door or maintenance guy. <laughs> and we've got a mobile app, uh, in, you know, Apple and, and Android app. Oh, for, cool. And All right. Tailored to uh, maintenance operators out in the field. So it's like the whole experience there is, is just for the people who are handling day-to-day calls. That is very neat. So um, from what I understand from both your backgrounds, you've really taken a lot of lessons learned over the last call it decade or two. Uh, we won't age yourselves. It could, could be <laughs> half a decade. Who knows? <laughs> But it really does see, seem like you've, you've kind of taken a bunch of lessons learned over the course of your careers and kind of put them together and was like, I'm having trouble with this, or this was a pain in the butt in that job. And how do we just harmonize this and make it better for real estate, specifically the property management piece? So that to me is incredibly cool that you're taking sort of this tech side of things and really um, alleviating a lot of pain points that folks like myself and yourself, Al-Karim, that experience, you're like, oh shit, is this even worth it? <laughs> like, should we sell the portfolio? Yeah. And I think like when you, when you, when like most people, like the function of property management is not the reason you buy the apartment mm-hmm. or you want mm-hmm. to build this, you know, and, and sometimes you just never know, right? Like my, the the last unit that we have, we just love. And so we've, we've kind of kept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and our tenant's great. And the tenant before was great, but the tenant before that was like, okay. Medium. Was like, <laughs> how do you feel about that? You know, right? Yeah. There's always that unknown. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I haven't seen the unit for like six months now. Like what's going on, right? Yeah. And so like, there's so many things about this. And then life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you technology to even just keep things in order, right? Like think about this. If you have a small portfolio for it, and it gets worse as you scale because it becomes more complex, mm-hmm. you have a small portfolio, you need to submit your taxes. You need to put all that paperwork together. Yeah. If you had an accounting tool that could document that, so it shows your rent, maybe shows your payments. Come the end of the year, you know, you just kind of like send package to accountant. And I mean, it's not that simple, but like, yeah. <laughs> you send them yeah. support, right? Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to change. You mean uh, you're not at tax season quickly scribbling or going in Excel and being like, oh my gosh, where is this? piece of paper, whereas the invoice from that, you know, plumber, whatever the case may be, it's. It's exactly right. You know, the technology is out there. It's been available. It's just, you know, it's not an easy thing to take that technology, all the cloud stuff and all the great, to, you know, um, new tech that has become available in the past, like 10 years um, and just apply it to a specific industry. And I think, you know, that's where, you know, we can take the lessons that we've learned from applying the technology to other domains, bring it to this specific problem. So it excites me for sure. It kind of excites me. So this is a biased question I'm about to ask. Okay. (laughs) I am from the Maritimes and I want property back home, but it is obviously there's seems like there would be, it's harder to manage something farther away. Um, Would proper help in an instance like this, say I live in Calgary, hypothetically speaking, and I want to buy property in the Maritimes, hypothetically, <laughs> will Prapa help me help connect me to the plumber, the tradesperson that can fix the roof or and collect the money? Like, it seems like this might be the answer to my prayers. So is that a business case for the future or is that something that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we talk about lessons learned from past experiences and we, you know, 
we know that one of the problems that we saw at you know at Skip was this connection of like driver uh, like the the ability of a courier somebody taking food to um, you know for restaurants. Not every restaurant can afford to have its own you know delivery staff, and so that was a really big problem that was that we were able to solve. And just like that, you know, we see that not every property manager is necessarily going to have a staff of of uh, you know field operators that can go out and handle calls and and deal with maintenance issues. Um, or find contractors to deal with specialized issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's definitely on our radar as far as like how are we gonna how are we gonna help solve that? We knew though that in order to be able to solve that problem, we need to first have the base of the property management system. Of course, yeah. Uh, so that's you know, the first step. We're we're kind of going about this very methodically and trying to make sure that we're per- adding value and proving out the solution at each stage. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. It seems like you have a a pretty well thought through long-term plan. Um <laughs> what what may I ask what has been your biggest challenge up until this point and how are you able to navigate it I'm sure there's been lots I mean it's startup life right so you weren't always at Una <laughs> okay I'll go first yeah go ahead um I mean I think one one the biggest challenge is is you're you're prioritizing and reprioritizing every day um because the startup journey is challenging and you want to be able to take in all of the inputs and listen to the feedback and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. The challenge is, is that there's feedback every moment of this journey, right? You <laughs> it's exhausting. I'm sure. The last question that you asked is validation for what we're doing. Oh, right? perfect. Okay. Because you're, we're hearing that more that someone else is saying, Hey, mm-hmm. it's a problem for me. Right. Yeah. And so it's how do we keep listening to the feedback, but and constantly adapting and evolving? Because what we're trying to do is by listening to the customer, the, the product will kind of drive the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just going on that journey together and figuring that out and constantly talking about it, but also realizing we're moving at this amazingly fast pace. Yeah. Um, and being agile enough along the way, right? Yeah. And and on top of that, so now we have a team. Very fortunately, we have a team mm-hmm. and we have customers and we're growing at a pretty fast rate right now, 32% month over month. Holy cow. That's amazing, guys. Lot, right? That's and awesome. We're trying to uh, be thoughtful along the way um, and also strike some sort of reasonable balance so that we can, you know, hang out, eat pizza, spend time with friends. And <laughs> yeah, not, at what, not lose your whole like life over this, uh, you know, success at what cost is what, you know, so <laughs> that's awesome. This is 32%. Holy cow. That's great. I mean, so the word's getting out. Yeah. I mean, people, people, people are interested and we also have been fortunate to something's been happening of recent where we've, we've been seeing like a couple inbound leads every week. Um, when before it was like one inbound lead a month and now it's like multiple on a weekly basis. Um, and on the weekends, which is interesting. <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's when kind of shit goes wrong though. When you're a property manager seems when bad things happen is always usually on the weekend for who knows what reason, but yeah. I'm, I'm curious what, sorry, I'm, I'm yeah, no. Here, but I'm curious what you thought was the, was the hardest thing. The hardest thing. Yeah. I mean, from a tech perspective, the hardest thing is always going to be very similar. Like we're, we're always trying to build like the next piece of technology, but we have to be thoughtful about like not just the, the sequence of features and how we're going to put them together, but how is it going to work as a whole? So I'm always thinking, you know, from an architectural, like technical architecture standpoint of like, where, where is the system right now? Where do we want it to be long-term? And then what's kind of the next directly, like the next 
um, most immediate step that will get us one step closer to our long-term vision, um, but also build on what we have in a way that doesn't incur all whole kinds of technical debt and and you know issues that we then have to like put fires later on. Yeah. So we've been very thoughtful about how we build it. Like uh, one of my responsibilities at Skip was managing outages and stuff like that. And and believe me, when people can't get their dinner, it's a big deal. <laughs> Well, if people can't get paid on their rental property, also a big deal. (laughs) From the ground up, it's always been, let's build for reliability, let's build for observability, like all the things that you don't don't see uh, commonly at at a startup. uh, We kind of started from that position because I've had to deal with that, like security issues and all that. I had to make sure that this system was going to be, you know, and I I, I don't want to be, I don't want to invoke the the legend of titanic but like you know i want it to be <laughs> unthinkable right <laughs> that's what that i mean that's cool. a whole different conversation <laughs> yeah. no that that seems to make lots of sense um and then the user face making sure it's you know user friendly for the for the folks that have to use it day in and day out because if it gets too cumbersome you know nobody I'm the worst at buying a piece of software or tech or something and be like, this will save my life. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, but I don't know how the heck to use this thing. And I don't have the time to take the 10 hours of training. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure you've thought about that and onboarding. Okay. And yeah, the onboarding journey, we've, we've actually spent a lot of time working on and simplifying mm-hmm. so that we take you on this journey and we make it really easy so that you can hit the ground running. We also want to make sure that uh, we actually do this overlap period where we 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 want you to run our software and your old software for oh, one. Oh, brilliant. So that it helps just make sure that we got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then it's a smooth cutover, right? Yeah. I was sitting on a customer call too. That was uh, where where we were helping them move over, and they were coming from QuickBooks to our to the proper accounting uh, system. Um, and of course, you know, having worked with QuickBooks in the past, there's a lot of things that are similar and whatnot. And and our customer was saying like, this is this is it just makes sense. Like I have no questions. It's like QuickBooks for property management, so it's fine. Yes, I love that. And you had the built-in redundancy, which obviously helps there. Yeah, and so another another story is that we had a customer who within two hours of her onboarding was already out and using our inspection feature. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Um, yeah. So it's quick. It's, yeah. you can use and, it almost instantaneously, it sounds like. Yeah. And I think this is to, to the team's credit, like that user interface, that user experience, we've really focused on keeping it really straightforward. And so this specific customer, I remember hearing about her onboarding process that because we kind of walk you through step-by-step step. and we say, go here, click here, do this, try this. And she was already like 20 minutes ahead in that experience. You're like, success, this is good. She was like, I'm already past that. Like, what about this? That is cool. a great signal, right? Because yeah. it means that the customer could figure it out. It was logical. The buttons were in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like well-staged. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the those are right signals. No, that is, that is a really good signal. I, I would say um, if people are trying and she sounded like she was hungry to like hit the ground running with it. So that's another right. good use right. case, right? Oh, um, inbound lead as well, which was amazing. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So very exciting. Here, was it an Albertan, Albertan yeah, person? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Oh, interesting. Neat. Um, so you've seen some trends. Um, you were just down in Austin for the conference. Is there anything from your guys's perspective, anything else that you think in the real estate specific industry? So we'll, we'll step back and can be property management. It can be, you know, residential, it can be commercial. It can be you know, kind of the whole 
whole gamut there. Um, how do you, how else do you see besides cool prop property technology, like your guys, uh, what else is going to change the real estate, shake it up because it needs to be shaken up. Uh, I'll go first. I think there's a couple things from a macro perspective, you know, we're seeing higher interest rates, but, you know, Bank of Canada kept it stable, but the European Central Bank actually increased uh, in last week before last. So, I mean, those are interesting trends. What is the implication on real estate? Does that mean that housing supply will not be as, as large? Does this mean that, um, you know, from a realtor perspective, does that mean you're sort of changing your business model? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at different things? Um, I think that rentals will see greater growth um, because people can't buy homes in a lot of cases. Or even what was it, 30, 35% increase, the rent increase last year here in Calgary? Yes. Like, These are very common trends, right? So I Yeah, think- this is a hot spot to be investing, folks, if you're looking to build a rental yeah. portfolio. So it's good to have software like Propra right here, homegrown for these investors. And they're, they're flocking to, to Calgary right now. So it, it's good to know that these types of services are out there. Yeah, and absolutely. And thank you for that. I think the other piece is that if we go on that journey, you know, there's going to be, as you have more people in your buildings and you're managing a larger portfolio and you're scaling that portfolio, how do you manage that growth, right? Mm-hmm. Do you need to add people or could you use technology yeah. to make that relationship? Yeah, no, that's good. How about you, Craig? What do you see shaking things well, I up? Think- I think that it's, you know, a similar trend, I think, with Al Grimm's mentioned before, right? Like there's a, um, people's expectations for technology and for service providers is changing over time, right? Like where, where once you could get away with, you know, um, posting, you know, maybe a piece of paper, now people expect to get notifications on their phone. They expect to have an app that they can use to interact yes. with things. You know, and and they expect is, you know, and, you know, maybe blame apps for this, they expect <laughs> it all together. It should mm-hmm. just all work. And yeah. the, the reality is it's really hard for everybody to make that possible. The, that seamless kind of magical experience that people have come to expect mm-hmm. is something that's really hard to pull off. And it's hard for um, not just the technology providers, it's hard for the individual product, uh, property managers, particularly when they're dealing with a, you know, a whole bunch of different pieces of technology. How do you integrate that and provide that experience for you? And I'm sure there's an element of fear. Right. So some of these larger property managers that have been doing it for a while, I'm sure there's an element of fear. Some folks are afraid of change. Some folks are afraid of, well, if we change and what if it fails, can we go back? So um, I think it's good that, you know, you have proven use cases. People are starting to come to you. I think that element of fear will, will start to see it dissipate. It's like when people are leaving BlackBerry, yeah. To go to Apple more. I was like, no, I love my QWERTY keyboard. How will I, you know, it's great for emails. Um, and now I'm like, BlackBerry, what? So, I, I mean, there's that. I mean, you should talk more about technology. I mean, I'm just talking about my experience, which, <laughs> which is, I, you know, I think we talked about the tenant, but also think about your employee, like your team member, yes. at that owner, operator, or property manager, right? Mm-hmm. Or even that real estate agent, you know. How are we all using technology to, to make better connections to, mm-hmm. to do this work differently? And so I think that that relationship has changed. And that I think there's a there's been a steeper and more welcoming adoption to technology. Yeah. Um, through COVID, right? Like yeah. I yes. think like ordering groceries online are becoming, I mean, not everyone's doing it. Like I mean, I mean I'm doing it. I like that a lot. 
<laughs> Instacart's a lifesaver. There's all these little things, right? Mm-hmm. That are changing the way uh, we were doing things, which before, yeah. I mean, we we didn't imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we take a very thoughtful approach too, especially with like the larger, our larger customers where they've got staff who are kind of being asked to do something different, to change how they work every day. Yeah. And that that's, that's tough. Change is hard. Um, you know, uh, one of, one, one of my previous roles, uh, you know, I, I led an organizational change management office and, you know, I, 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 I know what it takes to build kind of that awareness and mm-hmm. desire and knowledge in order to like, set the stage for, for uh, a really successful change and to get the benefits from the change that you're hoping for. So we really work hard to help our customers with that part of it too. Which is, it's very good. It looks like you've both have thought about it from all of the angles, all of the stakeholders. And again, like I said earlier, you just looked back and were like, oh, man, remember when that was so challenging or so tough and how can we make it better? And so I think that is a strong differentiator besides the technology piece, which obviously is a disruptor all in and itself, but it's it's being able to, um, yeah. to learn and apply and make things better for those people coming forward and, and going forward. And it probably will allow people to um, hop into real estate investing um, because it's just it will be a little bit easier <laughs> because, you know, when you start out, it's hard. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. And so mm-hmm. you use a tool to help you simplify process. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. And who doesn't want anything easier? <laughs> right. In your life. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you both, what is your top books uh, recommendations that you would share with the audience? It could be a podcast. It could be a, a course you've taken recently. It could be, a group you belong to, what is one, two from each of you that you would like to share that you highly recommend? I have three things that come to mind, so I'll let you think. Okay. Um, okay, number one, there's a podcast called How I Built This hmm. um, on NPR. Uh, fantastic, just to learn about people's journeys to build build ventures. I'm reading a book right now um, about Netflix. I think it's called No Rules Rules, and it's about the culture of Netflix. Oh, cool. Okay. You know, focused on innovation over efficiency and and sort of different ways of challenging um, typical sort of ways businesses work. And third one is this book called The Second Mountain. And it's about how in when we start, when we come out of like, you know, it, you know, it, maybe you came out of high school and you started working or out of university and you started working, you were just so focused on like, you know, you know, a job and, and these things. And how do we start thinking about sort of like, greater purpose and mm-hmm. what is the impact of our work and how do we engage in our community and do you want to be like the you know involved in your community association or um you know on a local board or maybe you just want to just have a great group of friends that you connect with in beyond your family mm-hmm. I like that one I'm actually going to put that in my Amazon card today okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Speaking yeah. of technology, Amazon card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I think I got the top, the book that I like, I think most when it comes to thinking about like startups and all that. And the, the mindset is a book called um, The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. Really great book. It, it kind of talks about like the, the wartime mindset, the peacetime mindset. And, you know, I feel like I've I've lived in both environments. And, you know, I, there is a there's a time 
and a place for both kind of approaches. Um, and for me, just personally, like I'm really attracted to the like the ten, like the tension and the excitement of that that kind of startup wartime mentality. And you're adrenaline junkie. <laughs> oh, you know, like even and my job was responding to outages. Like that's I've yeah. just I'm used to emergency response, and and I kind of like that. I know I can handle it, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's definitely they definitely talk a lot about that um, responsibility. The other one that I'll recommend it, um, which I really like. Um, and I can't remember the author now offhand, uh, but it's called Atomic Habits. It's, you see it on the Oh, yeah, I think I have uh, it. But it's really good. Like, it, it's all about, like, you know, choosing small things and making yeah. it of it. And you do that over time, and they have a compounding effect. And so by the by the end of a year, you can make huge changes just by making small changes habitual, um, which I think is really powerful. I've used that to do all kinds of different things, like, even before I read the book. So reading the book was, like, a reinforcement of, like. It was, like, an aha, uh-huh, Yeah. What was your biggest habit? I'm just out of curiosity now that you've incrementally changed over time. Oh, my biggest habit. <laughs> I know. Um, I uh, I stopped eating breakfast. Oh God! Did you read Lifespan? Did not. No. All right, add that to your list. My husband, my husband's obsessed right now. He's not eating breakfast. He's all about like biohacking now. I don't know. So this is what it just, it triggered me. I think I have PTSD. Yeah, from okay. this. I, know. I still eat breakfast, but I eat breakfast for pleasure. Like on the weekends, I'll have like a brunch. Yeah. But it's, I don't see it as a function anymore. I'd rather just get up and kind of start working. And then I, I usually have like this kind of adrenaline. And then I, I didn't find that it was those that I needed that. And mm-hmm. I feel better. Um, that, so that was just a one thing that helped me. And it also helped me manage kind of my, my energy intake and make, and make sure that I was, you know, matching that to my needs. It's awesome. I do love uh, reading a bunch of books or listening podcasts and like gleaning little bits and uh, you can apply certain bits over time. Some may not be applicable at that period of time, but then over time, like you said, you're like, oh my gosh, this is from this book. And I didn't even know, but now it, you know, validates why I've done some of these things. Okay. So I've taken up a lot of your time. I'm so sorry, but um, before we end, I would love to hear what's next. We t- we've talked a little bit about it earlier, but what's your next like big milestone coming up? Mm. Uh, that you want to share and can share, I should say. Yeah, so many things, like everything. Um, I think you know, from a from a customer perspective, you know, we want to continue to grow across Canada, um, and we, you know, we're big believers in in the positive impact that we can have on the lives of these property managers. Um, as well as their tenants. Um, I mean, the the role of the property manager is is somewhat thankless. Um, it's hard, you know, you're getting these phone calls, people are complaining. Um, and so how do we make the running of that business easier? Because you are talking about, you know, uh, you know I think about a third, not I think, a third of Canadians live in rental accommodations. Um, wow. And so we can have a positive impact on more and more of these people's lives. Uh, that's me. I think um, so. Also, like a lot, a lot of there's a segment of our customers. This is not not small segment that um, they do third party third party property management. So that means that they manage not only rentals for other people, but they also manage like condos and stuff like that for condo boards. Um, and they have uh, they have a lot of responsibilities as far as reporting back to the condo board of like you know all the financials and stuff like that. And that ends up taking a lot of time. It's a lot of work to not to not just do the data gathering, but also to assemble all the reports and send them all out. Um, and one of the things that we know is that we can we can save that because a lot of the what they're doing isn't 
um, value-added human work. It's just literally like moving boxes around, you know, collating papers together. It's mm-hmm. terrible work that doesn't- The administrative burden. Exactly. It, it's the hassle. And yeah. you know, one thing the technology is good at is, is uh, eliminating the hassle of things and, and do, taking over those tasks that should be automated, that shouldn't you know, be wasting human potential on moving papers. Or, so um, I lied. And so <laughs> one, big, uh, one big milestone we got coming up is, I think, uh, the ability to automate that process of click a button and all of your you know, owner report packages. Will that work for condo documents? That's the idea, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. So again, I lied I mean, because I was like, follow-up question, um, pain point for realtors everywhere, getting condo docs at the time of sale and not having it cost an arm and a leg and take a week or two weeks. I'm like, what? This is ridiculous. So anyway, feedback, <laughs> do with it as you will. <laughs> the original very first customers or actually people that we had spoken to had told us that out of the gate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's, uh, it's on the list. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, if you want to validate your list, call me anytime guys, I'll meet you at Una. We'll have some pizza, fromage, a glass of wine. <laughs> um, if people want to learn more about Prapa and and if they're a good candidate to to sign up, or I did sign up for your white papers, so I will link the white papers as well. But where can they learn more about you besides maybe the Calgary Marathon 5K when you're wearing your t-shirts challenge? <laughs> I'm kids a huge women, but okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, all the pizza, right? <laughs> right, right. Balance, though. Balance. <laughs> um, I mean. Uh, uh, we're, we're Calgary-based. Um, come find us. Uh, our website is uh, www.propra.ca. Um, you can also email us at info at propra.ca. We're also on LinkedIn. Come find both Craig and I or even the company. Okay. Um, there's lots of ways to find us. Um, Are you on any socials? LinkedIn. Link, just LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's good. I mean, there's a lot to manage, right? I think inevitably we'll do things like Facebook and Insta. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot though. The whole social media pain point, like it don't even get me started on that, but all right. LinkedIn, it is. We'll link your website. The white paper is very informative. So we'll make sure that we also link that. Awesome. Amy, well, thank, thank you. you so much. No, yeah. thank you guys. You, I, you know, you took time out of a Monday morning. Um, I don't even know if you had coffee yet cause it's early. So <laughs> I appreciate you both taking time and I look forward to staying in contact with both of you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you so much for joining the conversation and exploring both current and predicted future real estate trends. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find us, Future RE, on both Instagram and TikTok.